0: Welcome back to another episode of the Politics Unboxed podcast. My name is Reese, and today we're going to be diving back into the 2020 presidential election and perhaps more specifically the Democratic primary process for that. Uh, even more specifically the Nevada caucus, so the lead up to that, um, what might be happening tomorrow. So as I record this, 22nd of February it's going to be. Um, and it is the third stage of the process to elect the Democratic candidate for the presidency, and it's it's a it's a big thing because this again we've had Iowa and we've had New Hampshire. Um, neither of them have produced these clear winners, you might say. They've all been quite close, uh, but Bernie Sanders edging out at the top and eking out that national lead. If something big happens in Nevada, well, then you you could conceivably see uh, a, a shift in both the landscape of the contest and the direction of the contest. Um, I want to start by having a look at the Democratic debate. So there was um, a debate held... In, in Nevada by the Nevada Democratic Party between all of the candidates in the race or who made the criteria or reached the the certain quotas that they had for checks uh, in terms of uh well in in terms of what thresholds they have for reaching these debates uh, but notably this debate was the first one to include a certain rising billionaire who has been making a lot of noise on the Democratic side over the past few weeks and months, and that is Mike Bloomberg. Um, this was the first debate that he has been able to participate in because he previously did not meet the, the criteria. There used to be a, a threshold that said you had to have uh, so many individual Donations from, uh, from, well, individual citizens. And as Bloomberg is self funding his entire campaign, um, that sort of threshold was hard to reach for him. But as there was a, a slight rule change by the Democrats, um, quite recently, he has been allowed on the stage. And, well, something that happened very, very swiftly, uh, in terms of the, um, The debate was that Bloomberg realised that being in a position as someone rising in the polls and as someone who is becoming a genuine threat, being in that position on that stage was a bad place to be. Uh, He was taking hits from left, right and centre, or actually left, left and further left, if you're actually looking at the, the political leanings of the Democratic primary contenders you have Bernie Sanders criticizing him on uh, on issues about his time as the mayor of New York and this was really sort of a an everyone versus Bloomberg yeah Sanders highlighting the stop and frisk policy uh, Elizabeth Warren really piled in about these derogatory comments that Bloomberg is reported to have made about women and these uh, these uh, comments made by Bloomberg have But they've they've gathered quite a a large stream of negative attention. He's also made some other other comments about the stop-and-frisk policy and um, the sort of minority uh, vote in America. Uh, One famous bit about, uh, well, probably going to be infamous surrounding this campaign, Michael Bloomberg's comments on um, why he targeted the stop-and-frisk the way he did. Uh, And he said that it was because um, you want to... Find a criminal. Well, there's a bog standard profile according to him, and that profile was, uh, I believe, 18 to 24, black, um, male, uh, or certainly a minority male. And he said you could xerox it and hand that out to all of the all the law enforcement agents. So that comment is, I'm sure, going to take a lot more um, time away from Bloomberg's campaign because it is, well, it's the sort of comment that can land a candidate in hot water. Um, Amy Klobuchar has accused Bloomberg of hiding behind TV adverts. Um, this is uh, again part of Amy Klobuchar really trying to maintain the position she's gathered in this uh, this race, which she's got a very good position. Um, but she is at risk of being crowded out by um, by Bloomberg. Um, it'd, it'd be interesting as this this moderate force comes up on the the Democratic Party again. It's interesting to see how the different moderates either compete or uh build a coalition to, to try and defeat the more well the, they call themselves the progressive left of the party. Um also Joe Biden piled in on the criticism of Michael Bloomberg as well. He he accused him of uh criticising Barack Obama's healthcare reforms. Um it's uh well, it's very much sort of Joe Biden trying to retreat to his firewall. He is the closest link to the Obama administration and Obama's campaigns and it um, well, it would be a, a good card to, to play should he be anywhere near winning uh, he, he should try and play that card as much as he can because it is a good selling point for Joe Biden and he really has to go back to the things he's got, that longevity in Congress uh, and that time as, as Vice President um, the, the candidate I haven't talked about yet who was also there, Pete Buttigieg, he also went after Michael Bloomberg, but he also took a pop at Bernie Sanders. In fact, he used one answer to sort of attack both candidates uh, in in one go. Now, he said, uh, if Sanders and Bloomberg are the only candidates left standing, uh, he went on to talk that the party would be left with a choice, a socialist who thinks that capitalism is the root of all evil and a billionaire who thinks that money is the root of all power. And he followed that up with another bit of um, good contrast. We shouldn't have to choose between one candidate who wants to burn this party down and another candidate who wants to buy this party out. Now, that's some powerful rhetoric. Um, it's yeah, it's powerful. You can't deny that Pete Buttigieg is really amping up the game here in terms of how he's uh, launching his attacks. Uh, but he has to. He's worried that Sanders will run away with the left of the party, um, and if Bloomberg keeps crowding out the moderates' market share, uh, well, then it's curtains for Buttigieg. Buttigieg has to portray himself as something different if he's not just going to get swallowed back into the rest of the field. We've seen other front runners just get swallowed up; um, happens a lot of times in the um, in the primary processes throughout history. So he has to. He has to find and carve out this new niche, so Pete Buttigieg does. Um, Of course, all these attacks on Bloomberg meant plenty of time for Bloomberg to defend himself. Um, Whilst all of the attack lines seemed to be ready to go from all the candidates, Bloomberg looked like he was struggling to keep up um, from time to time. I've watched uh, most of the debate. I've only missed a little bit of it. Uh, He did look a a little bit out of his depth, because remember, this is... The first time he's been in any sort of political debate for over 10 years. Uh, over 10 years since he was in a proper candidate versus candidate political debate. Um, and he's just jumped straight back into the deep end. Um, the the deepest end bar one. The only way he could have gone in any uh, any faster is if he had jumped in to the presidential race straight out. But this this defence... Uh, from Bloomberg against the oncoming attacks, well, it was mixed. Uh, he apologized for stop and frisk. Um, he stood by his decision to not drop these non-disclosure agreements about lawsuits. Um, uh, but he did seem mm, he he seemed out of kilter with the slick operation of his uh, of his media campaign, which has been doing him the world of good um as well as everyone attacking bloomberg everyone was really attacking well everyone specifically though you have to say bernie sanders was getting a lot of attention he is still the front runner we're going to go over the polls at the end of this podcast but as he's the front runner um everyone everyone who knew uh, knew the state of the playing field, had to try and take out some of the Sanders support rather than just build up their own. Uh, the Some of the attacks from Pete Buttigieg, um, it's seeming to draw into question the the hostility of the supporters of Bernie Sanders online. Um, there's a, another quote that Buttigieg came out of, uh, maybe not from this actual debate, um but it's uh, it can't be a my-way-or-the-highway politics. Um, there's this ideological purity at the heart of some of what Bernie Sanders is saying, according to, well, actually, I don't think it's according to anyone. There is ideological purity at the heart of what Sanders is saying, um, and it's a part of this battle for the soul of the Democratic Party. Do they go with someone who may well have a very achievable set of goals? Because America does have the resources to pull off what Bernie Sanders is suggesting, but might just be a step... Too far for now, um, or do they go for someone who potentially seems more pragmatic, less ideology-driven? Uh, it's it's difficult, um, but bridges is there really dragging Sanders back on uh, responsibility about how the actions of those people in the sort of media circle around Bernie Sanders are are doing. Uh, Michael Bloomberg, the defensive lines from him weren't brilliant. The attack lines. Well, when he was attacking Bernie Sanders, uh, he seemed to do all right. He said there was no chance of Bernie Sanders beating Donald Trump. Uh, he then suggested that Bernie Sanders' political theories have been consigned to the dustbin of history. Uh, he equated Sanders to communism. Um, Sanders, of course, biting back against all of these. So There's a cheap shot adding democratic socialism is not communism. But this perception could still be there, that it sounds too communist. For America, all of this socialism uh, being a dirty word in American politics, it's a very real concern for Democratic voters. Uh, even Elizabeth Warren was attacking uh, Bernie Sanders. Um, she had some sharp comments about the healthcare care plan. Um, we will have to see if Sanders can maintain this poll boom. Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting to watch and see if Sanders will make it through Uh, Nevada and South Carolina and move on to Super Tuesday which is March the 3rd keep the date in your diary Uh, if you can move past those original times and then continue his uh, well his resurgence, not his resurgence his ascendancy to what seems to be the Democratic nomination Um, everyone was also battling against everyone else because everyone is worried about their share of the vote Um, Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg went at each other um, He uh, seemed to... Well, he was accused of uh, mocking her intelligence by Amy Klobuchar. Uh, He bit back and said she was belittling his mayoral experience. uh, As one line uh, from Amy Klobuchar, I wish I were as perfect as you, Pete. Uh, She said that with some venom behind it. They didn't shake hands after the debate, and you're seeing this this acrimony um, between the candidates... Uh, Biden and Warren they both came out fighting they they had to they had to because uh well it, it if they don't bite back by Nevada or or South Carolina um it's pretty much over I and mean, you could be seeing the wheels falling off the campaigns and in fact those campaigns just folding um so yeah Biden and Warren it's really getting up to to make or break time um but it is interesting to see how this race will unfold uh, with the, the primary, it's not the primary, so it's a caucus. Uh, just a, a word of warning on the caucus. It's hopefully not going to have the same outcome as Iowa in terms of taking six days to find a result. Uh, they say they have the system worked out now, so it should be, should be all right. Um, and just before we go... Uh, or I wrap up this podcast, uh, it's time to just have a look at some of the poll numbers for the national polling and also for the Nevada caucus. So, um, as of now, Pete Buttigieg is leading the overall delegates earned after two states. He's on 23, Bernie Sanders on 21, Elizabeth Warren on 8, Amy Klobuchar 7, Joe Biden on 6. In order to win the nomination on the first ballot at the convention there has to be 1991 delegates achieved which um doesn't look at the moment like one candidate will be getting there if we take a look at the national polls um bernie sanders is the front runner it's now looking indisputable that he is the overall front runner the polling average of the last Ten polls put Sanders at 28%, Biden at 17%, Bloomberg at 16%, Warren at 12%, Buttigieg at 10%, at 6 and the rest nowhere to be seen. Um, interesting that Biden is still holding on to second place, but only just, and how much Bloomberg has surged. Um, but still, they're not challenging Bernie Sanders. Um, in Nevada, Bernie Sanders is... A strong first, they are thinking, uh, and they are also thinking that um, Joe Biden will possibly finish second, um, but it would be much more likely for him to finish second or third than it is for him to finish fifth in Nevada. Uh, He's probably going to do slightly better than he has been. Uh, One last thing I do want to say. There is the possibility that no candidate makes it to the 1,991 delegates required to push them over the top, as the phrase goes, and to win the nomination on the first ballot. And that would lead to a scenario called a brokered convention, which is where um, no one gets the majority. Therefore, all the delegates who had been pledged to a candidate in any of these primaries or caucuses, all of those delegates are now unpledged and there are also an extra uh, i think it's 700 superdelegates who will be added to the the total delegates Uh, they are unelected they are just high-ranking members of state parties within the democratic party Um, if that were to happen obviously completely new arithmetic and michael bloomberg is almost banking on this already He has already started lobbying those superdelegates and some of the, uh, even the pledged delegates and people who are going to become pledged delegates into supporting him in a brokered convention. Because he doesn't think, uh, certainly on this strategy, he doesn't think anyone will win the majority and that his best chance is to sort of sneak in uh, through the the secondary entrance to winning the Democratic nomination. Right then. That was a very interesting podcast to go through. Um, we will have to see how the results of Nevada come out. Um, hopefully they'll be, they'll be ready for a Sunday morning podcast. Um, but all that's left for me to say is thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope to see you around soon for the next one. And goodbye. <laughs>